I'm Carlo, Carlo Pietro Sanfilippo, and this is my podcast. With this project, I want to explore the means, methods, tools, and examples of living on purpose, living the life we want, doing the things that light us up, things that make us feel like we're alive, growing, making a difference, and enjoying the process along the way. Welcome to It's the Journey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to It's the Journey. Today, I want to talk about goals, and I want to get really specific about some of the benefits that I see in having specific goals and the planning that you can do once you know what your end is. Uh, Before I get into that, I want to dive into a few updates and welcomes. So first, last week when I was traveling, I noticed that the podcast passed 3,000 downloads and it's almost at 3,100 already. So I'm really, really excited about that because this is, I guess, episode number 63. Last year, I produced 52 and then I took a bit of a break because I was in the final stages of wrapping up my business. And as I've said before, you know, sometimes when we're doing something big, something exciting, something that we really want to do, it can actually throw our lives in a little bit of imbalance. It can bring up emotions. It can bring up stress. It can bring up things that cause us to really need to to step away from certain things for a little while in order to really focus on this big thing. And that's that's exactly what happened to me as I unwound a 27-year career there was a lot of my life and a lot of emotion and a lot of things tied up in that besides just the physical work that had to be done with um with all with that whole process so without getting into that that that's why i took a bit of a break and now i'm back in and having fun and it's it's fun again i didn't want it to be a stressful thing so that's good and so i'm on a i'm on a good roll with topics and i've been getting really good feedback and i've been getting more ideas for things that other people want to want to hear about so i'm excited about that i want to say welcome to all my new listeners, I'm noticing uh, an uptake in followers and listeners on social media. And I want to say welcome to you all and thank you. And I got out of the habit of talking about it, but I just want to remind everyone I I have a book available. You can learn about it on my website or on Amazon or wherever you buy books. But it's kind of it was kind of the genesis of this whole project that I took time out and wrote this book that described Dark Night of the Soul that I went through, where I I went through a period and I had to take a step back after losing my parents and getting a divorce and reassess my life and do some therapy and work with some coaches and began a process of deconstructing my old life and brick by brick building my new life. And that that's that time period and that process is is detailed in my book, Afterlife, Waking Up from My American Dream. And one of the things I was scared about in that process as I started making changes and, and really learning to say yes to the things that I wanted to do in my life, I was so afraid that I would stop and so afraid that I would, that it was just a, a reaction to my stress or you know, when you, sometimes people go through divorces or crises, they jump in and start doing new things. And I was so scared that I would stop 
And what I've discovered this last couple of years is it's really, I don't know if it's accelerated, but it's continuing. And the tools and habits I learned in that process that I describe in my book, I'm still applying in ways that are now not shocking to me, but would have been if I if I had a time machine and could go back and, and show myself five years ago, seven years ago, ten years ago, what I'm doing now. And I'm I'm not bragging and I'm not trying to sign you up for a coaching program. I don't do that, but I'm 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 just trying to share what's worked for me and then sometimes share that through the stories of other people so that you can maybe if, if it's helpful to you, then you can begin to look at your life and change anything you want to change or not. So <laughs> that's why I'm doing all this. So yeah, welcome to my new people. If you haven't, please check out my book. I've, I've uh, won some awards and people have told me that it's helped them and maybe it'll help you too. So with that all, that's the housekeeping stuff I wanted to touch on. Now I want to dive into the topic for today, which is about goals. And, you know, I like usually I, I love quotes and I found this one by the Greek philosopher. I'm not sure if I'm saying this right. Epictetus, Epictetus, E-P-I-C-T-E-T-U-S. And he said, first say to yourself what you would be and then do what you would have. That sounds really simple, but it reminded me when I first got out of college, my boss or my manager at the time had us watch, and then I borrowed it to watch it again, this motivational seminar called the Phoenix Seminar by, by author Brian Tracy, who's still around and still writing books. And his content, I think, is really, really helpful. And it was, it was foundational for getting me started on this, this whole process of goal setting. But one thing he said to me that really stuck out is that fewer than 3% of adults have clear written goals for their lives. But the ones that did achieved far more than, than the people who didn't have goals. And so I was young and out of school and determined to, to figure out how to do the things I wanted to do in my life. So I took his advice and I started writing goals right away. And in the beginning, it's hard. The exercise of trying to write your goals, what, what do you want to ha do, have, and be for the rest of your life? As, you know, People who are 60 have a hard time with it, just as people who are 20 have a hard time with it. So just that process of really digging into yourself and asking what you want can be difficult. And sometimes you just have to start with an idea, like what is it, what, what might I want to do? What do I, what kind of house would I like to have? What kind of things would I like to uh, achieve? And what do I want to do, have, and be? And write out the best you can. One thing, I wanted to add some points to the benefit of that, that you can't do if you don't have at least a starting point. And so one is that if you have an objective, you say, I want to, let's just say you want to be financially independent by the time you're picking age, 40, 50, 60. And then you have to define what that means. So what kind of lifestyle would you need to have in order to make that happen? And the in, after 27 years of financial planning, more and more often than not, people just wanted as much as possible. I want to have as much money as I can. More is better. Well, the sooner you start financial planning, you can look at, well, how much money do I need to have in order to support a certain kind of a lifestyle? 
And that'll do several things for you. One, you can look, you know, if you do the model and you can look at your current expenses and income, and then you can look at your field and determine, well, what's the likelihood of me, you know, earning a certain amount of money over the course of my career. And then that'll allow you to see, is it even possible? Am I remotely on track to do what this thing that I'm hoping to do? And the younger you start this, obviously, the more time you have to, to make different choices. Sometimes people didn't come to me until they were three, four or five years away from retirement. And if they were too far off from their goal, they either had to work way longer than they wanted. And sometimes they couldn't because of health reasons, uh, or they had to massively change their lifestyle that they've become accustomed to. If you start this process when you're young, in your teens even, or your twenties or even thirties, you can see, well, what, what do I need to earn and save in order to make that happen? And is it even within the realm of possibility with my current, my current course, my current, my current income and my current path? And if it's not, then you either alter your goals or you look at, well, what, what I need to earn and save and accumulate in order to make this happen? Or is there another way I could achieve an outcome I think I want that costs less? And let's say, for example, one of your goals is I want to retire and I want to live somewhere where there's nice weather and I'm near the ocean. And maybe you visited San Diego before and you thought San Diego is amazing. It's beautiful. And it is. The weather is just incredible. Whenever I'm in St. Louis and it's a perfect day, my brain always says, ah, this is a San Diego day. So maybe that's your goal. Well, it's very, very expensive there. So you might need a few million or more, not only to own a house there and support your lifestyle and your cost of living. So one thing you might say, well, the outcome I wanted was nice weather near an ocean. Is there somewhere else in the United States or in the world that that's possible? And a great example of that specific goal that one of my one of my guests, Kathleen Evans, who is a journalist for International Living Magazine, came on in episode 44 and we talked about that exact goal. And she she was looking in different places and she and her husband found discovered that they could live in in Costa Rica and it was substantial it was substantially less in terms of cost than California or somewhere like that. And it's in practically the same time zone or in one of the US time zones. And there was US expats down there and on and on and on. You can go to that episode and listen to all her reasoning for that specific spot. But my point was to define and clarify what outcome you're seeking and then look outside the box and think outside the box and ask yourself, how else might I achieve this? I, uh, I, I meet people all the time that say, well, when I'm this age, I'm going to retire and live this, uh, in this other place. I can't live there now because of my job. Good gosh, with, with everything we learned about the ease of remote working for many, many jobs, not all of them, but there are many jobs that maybe your current employer won't let you work remotely from Colombia or Panama or wherever. 
but maybe your next one will. Maybe there's someone that would love, they don't want, they don't want a corporate office and they're fine. As long as you get your work done and you do a good job, maybe you can go there and you can make the same or more money, or maybe you don't need to earn as much money because the cost of living is so much lower and you're, you're a short flight back home if you need to see family or friends or whatever it might be. So don't be afraid to think outside the box about when you understand what my goal is, what outcome I'm seeking, and what are other possible ways I could make that happen. So that is a huge benefit of having specific, clear goals. You can model them out. You know, is, am I currently on a path that would take me there? And if not, you know, how much do I need to earn to make it happen? Or do I need to work longer or something like that? And then also then looking at, like I said, looking at the outcome and is there another way to make that happen? Another benefit of having clear, specific goals is it allows you to prioritize your actions and if you know, gosh, if I, I have to save this amount of money, it helps you prioritize your actions and expenses and eliminate things that, 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 that might be keeping you from reaching your goal. The clearer we are with what we want, our brain starts looking for solutions. Like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to bring my lunch. And then if you, if you find ways to save money, it cracks me up when I, when I hear people say, oh, I, I bought this such and such and it was on sale. So I saved $100. Great. But did you really need that, whatever it is? Because if you didn't really, really need it, then then you didn't really save money. You just spent less. You know what I'm saying? Like, But if there's something you really, really have to have, like you know, food, and if you, you found that this store versus that store reduces the expense, well, then if you actually save it, then you have to then capture what you've saved and invest it. Otherwise, it just gets, it stays in your checking account and gets spent on other things. If you get, if you pay off a credit card and, or you pay off a, a car loan or you pay off something else, channel that money that was going off to the banks to, to yourself, to your investments, or, to, you know, there's people that talk about this, you know, ch channeling, you pay off one thing and then take that payment and apply it to principal payments to something else. So you, Maybe you pay down your house faster, you pay down your car faster, or whatever it might be. Anything you can do to get yourself uh, in a in a better cash flow situation will help you then save what you need to save and have a lower cost of living for whatever it is you're trying to do. Let's see. Another benefit, again, allows you to, to come up with a specific action plan that will help you channel and focus your actions and 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 find other possibilities and other solutions. And then another point is you can weigh out what's the cost of that goal in terms of my life. So maybe you have this idea of a dream house or this dream life that, that has all these things and expenses. Um, so maybe that you look at that number and you work with a financial planner or you, and you do your own modeling and you're like, okay, I will have that much money when I'm, 65 years old. That's a normal retirement age. Well, okay, weigh out the cost of working till you're 65 to have the house that has all the things you want and weigh that against what are you not going to be able to do because you have to work longer for that thing. And just realistically look at look at your family's health look at your health look at uh what will is there anything you're not going to 
maybe be able to do when you reach that age. There's certain, there's certain things in life that get harder as, as we get older. So weigh that out as well. What, what might I miss out on for that home with an extra bedroom or in whatever zip code or whatever that might be? Is it worth it? Is it worth the time you won't have in the future for things you want to do? Is it worth you time you won't have for your, your loved ones and your family and your children now? You know, I could have earned a lot more money in my 30s if I hadn't spent time being a Cub Scout leader, for example. That was a part-time job and the number of hours I spent doing that in the evenings and weekends. And I, it absolutely cost me money. It, I could have spent that time finding more clients and building my business faster and maybe achieve some of my goals more quickly, but I wouldn't have had some of my most cherished memories with my kids whether it was scouts or the other things that they did, I will never, ever regret not being, not working more to, to, to achieve some other financial goal versus the time I spent with my kids. When I'm, I'm already, I'm already thinking that way, but I was started to say, when I'm dying, I won't be thinking about the time I didn't spend prospecting for clients. I will remember the camping trips and the vacations and the the walks in the park and the things we made and did. And I will remember those things. So look at the consequences of if you have to earn a certain amount of money to do a certain thing, well, what are you not going to be able to do because of that? So there's that. And then also then the, the benefit of, again, you know, specifically what you're trying to accomplish and when going back to this financial modeling, it allows you to look at, well, what, what risks or obstacles might prevent me from making this happen. And it'll allow you to do some risk management. And that might be insurance. It might mean a savings account for an emergency fund. It might mean uh, not doing certain things or whatever it might be. So just look, it'll weigh out those consequences. What, what could go wrong? What, could, what, if, what if I get a lower expected rate of return on my investments? What if, uh, and that allows you to look at your, again, I'm, this isn't a, I'm not giving investment advice, but working with a professional will help you look at how much risk am I taking and do I need to take that much risk? Is it, uh, is it worth it? Is it worth the upside versus a more broadly diversified uh, pool? So again, I'm not, I'm not giving investment advice, none at all, but work with a professional to figure that out because I met a lot of people sometimes that had stuff too concentrated and, and that was a risk in itself. So you can look at the risks you can control and you can't and ones you can get rid of and help help um, put luck on your side, if you will. So those are just some points I wanted to hit on. Like if you don't have clear, specific goals Make it a point right now of starting. Like, what do you want your life to look like? What do you what do you want to do, have, and be over the course of your lifetime? And once you have those, then you can start weighing out the consequences of one versus the other. And you can look at are my goals compatible? Are they realistic? Are they realistic in the time frame that I have? Are they realistic with the kind of income I'm making? And if not, do I need to change the goals? Is there something I can change with my career or my income and get a, you know, a side hustle or part-time job? Or maybe you don't need as much space in your house. Maybe you don't need as many cars. Maybe you could get rid of some streaming things. 
all those things compound. But until you see how they fit in the context to your goals, then it's easy to it's easy to scoff at you know a, a, a social media post criticizing your coffee habit uh, it, or criticizing your Netflix. Like, oh, the Netflix isn't going to help me buy a million dollar house. No, it's not. But maybe you don't need a million dollar house. Maybe maybe the problem is you know that your goal is not realistic with what you can accomplish, or it's not worth it for what you want to do, or there was a cheaper way to do it to begin with. So I'm not judging anyone for what they want, but I'm just saying having specific goals and doing modeling helps you see, is it realistic? Is it possible? And if it's, if it's, if I'm not on course to make that happen, what changes could I make in my life and my income and my career in order to, to work toward that? And that will give you confidence and excitement and enthusiasm for your life versus just not knowing. Because lastly, I worked with a lot of people over the years who were kind of in the same spot as 20 and 30 year olds at, at the age of 60 or 70. They really haven't thought about what they want. They haven't thought about maybe, maybe they, what they wanted was financial security and, and, and to be rich or successful or whatever that meant. But they're, they got so deep into just doing that. They, they don't really know what they want to do, have, or be even when they have enough money to do, have, and be almost anything they want. They don't know because they, they've, they've, they've forgotten their passions. They've forgotten the things they're excited about and their, their how in life, their career has become their why. And when they stop doing that, they, they don't know what they want to do. And I used to look at that as a problem just for people that were that age, but I think it starts because they were that way and we are all that way sometimes in our 20s and 30s. We aren't clear enough about what we want and why, and therefore then often we don't know if we've achieved it. So, yeah, because sometimes people would look at, they say, well, how much do people normally spend in retirement? Or their retirement then becomes based on just whatever they've accumulated because they didn't have a specific goal in the past. So, you know, I'd have to look at their assets and social security and say, well, based on what you have, you could spend this. And they say, oh, I, I guess I could manage on that. Well, that's, it's great. And it's great when that kind of works out for them. But if it didn't, and you're like, wow, if I just wouldn't have gone to Disneyland every year and spent ten dollars or $15,000 on a vacation, I could have an extra this much money. And that would make all the difference if I would have had a smaller house or less cars or didn't buy new cars so often or whatever it might be. So when you get to that point, you're, you're just stuck with, with, with whatever you have. But if you start young, it gives you lots and lots of time to course correct and be proactive in your own planning with the goals you've set for yourself. So that's what I've got. I hope that's helpful. I hope that you will, um, Take some time and start that process. Get yourself a notebook or a journal and start writing down all the things you want to do, have, and be. And once you're really clear with those, then set some priorities. What are the most important and the next most important, the next most important? Then create a plan of the things you need to do in order to make that happen and get to work on that right now, every single day. Just be taking steps and reading books and taking action. The more clear you are, the more focused your action and energy will be. And on that note, my guest I have for my next episode, which I should have ready for you by Thursday, is Diane Marie Pissara. She knew she wanted to be an entrepreneur, but didn't know in what way. 
So in her 20s, she spent time studying and reading, starting businesses and entrepreneurship and goal setting and various things until the ideas came to her. And when they did, she was ready to take action and she launched a new company. And I'm really, really excited. She's got some amazing lessons on how she kept her dreams alive, things she did along the way. And that I know she's got some lessons and things in there that you will love and be excited to hear about. So I uh, stay tuned for that. That should be episode number 64 and hopefully coming out later this week. So with all that, I hope this was helpful. If there's something that wasn't clear, if there's something you'd like to hear more about, shoot me a note, shoot me an email, shoot me a message on, on social media. And I'd love to clarify that. And if I have to do it, if it's, if it's really unclear for you, maybe it was unclear for other people, or if there's something you want to be to dive more deeply into, and it's an area I feel comfortable with, I will do that. So with all that, thank you so much. I hope you're having a wonderful day and you have a wonderful week and that you enjoy your journey. Thank you so much. Thank you.